0: People of Earth, attention. This is the
1: Mutual Audio Network.
2: The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Presents Any Man, Episode One Awakenings.
0: In this world, no one can be invisible, yet he walks without a trace. In this time, Everything is bought or sold, yet there is no price he will pay for justice. He is everywhere and nowhere. He is no one. He is
3: any man.
2: Things get brighter. It all happens at once, and I find my head lifting like someone turning up the dimmer switch to my life.
0: How do you feel?
2: My eyes are blurry like they're full of tears, and dry all at the same time. I can't get focused. When things finally do snap into place, I'm sitting in a cold gunmetal room. Two nondescript guys are sitting at a metal table across from me. That's when I realize I'm sitting on a metal chair.
0: How do you feel? Strange? Do you know where you are? No. Please tell us your name for the record.
2: The one guy opens a folder with some kind of form on it and a sharpened pencil. They both look bored at my confusion. That's when I turn my head and see the window. Please, take your seat. It's like looking at a formless doll of a human being. I raise my fingers to what should be my face.
0: Listen carefully. Sit down.
2: And then I sit down. Just like that. The guy sighs. I can hear it in his voice.
0: Let's try this again. Listen carefully. Get off the floor. Straighten your chair. Sit on it.
2: And that's exactly what I do. He flips the page and then looks back at me. Both their ties are dark blue. Both shirts are stark white. I turn my head back to look at the window. It's a darkened two-way mirror. And what looks to me like a silver mannequin head is where my own face should be. Like a broad stroke where the head is formed from one material. Indents where I should be. And a nose. Not even a slit for a mouth. All the curves of a real face, but none of the detail. The first guy is talking again. What's your name? And that's when I realize... I don't know what my face looks like. I just know the mannequin in the mirror isn't me. I don't know.
0: What do you know about yesterday?
2: It's unnerving seeing the mannequin's silver head in the mirror move, as if it's speaking, and yet there's no mouth, no blinking. I don't feel different, and yet I know it's me. Yesterday. My head snaps back to the two men at the table. I don't remember. I I can't think.
0: Excellent listen carefully. Stand up. Behind you on the table is a small Petri dish. Go to it. Look inside.
2: Yes, it's a single hair.
0: Yes, that's it. Pick it up.
2: I pick up the hair with something that looks like a mannequin silver hand, and yet I can feel it like it's my own. Every sensation of the hair can be felt. It even feels coarse. Something happens. I rub my eyes like they are out of focus again. I get dizzy. Almost fall down. What's happening?
0: Amazing. The transmogrification process is so much faster than in the lab results. The latest RNA recombinants work nearly instantly. The latest
2: RNA recombinants work nearly instantly.
0: He'll be ready for the assignment much sooner than forecast. No. Put him out for now. No. Hour.
2: No! Fascinating. Who who are you?
3: What did you just say?
2: Where are you?
3: You were sleeping, and when you awoke, you said someone's name.
2: I I did ooh.
3: That's what I wanted to know.
2: I can't remember. God, why does my head hurt so much? It's like your voice is digging into my
3: mind. Well, that's an apt description. You see, I am in your mind. I am in your thoughts. How? Do you know that the human body gives off enough energy that even while they are sleeping, 81 watts can be harvested for use? Not very efficient. We have a spillover of energy. Where am I? Quite right, my friend. I apologize. We don't have a lot of time. My name is Dr. Faustus.
2: Very funny. I suppose I'm Mephistopheles.
3: Fascinating. No, of course not. You simply have no name. Uh,
2: Where am I?
3: I'm coming to that. We're going to have to take this one step at a time. You can call me Faustus. I'm your handler.
2: My handler? My handler?
3: Bad choice of words. Your companion on this voyage. You are hearing my voice as we've installed a special biological unit that taps into your ear canal and allows you to hear my instructions. Uh Uh-huh. Please believe me, this may sound like something out of a Biff Straker comic, but I assure you that the human body produces enough electricity and is an excellent conductor for receiving and sending signals when properly modified.
2: (sighs) Receiving and and sending?
3: Of course. It's a subvocalizer installed as well that picks up your voice and even some ambient noise. Or the best at the post office.
2: Post office?
3: That's right. You work for the post office now, as do I. Not the letter-carrier variety, of course. It's just what we call ourselves.
2: Who? Who calls themselves?
3: All in good time. For now, we've got a job to do.
2: I'm not doing anything.
3: You see, that's the problem. You don't have a choice. Listen carefully. Sit down. How? How did you do that? I told you, you didn't have a choice. Listen carefully. You'll follow my instructions to the letter like a good postman.
2: I will follow your instructions.
3: You came in through the morgue. Morgue? Morgue? Listen carefully. You will not interrupt. You will take all your instructions clear to memory.
2: I do exactly as he says. I feel like I'm a child all over again, and I've been conditioned to act, not think. I accept everything he says to me, as if it is my own thought. Something in the way he speaks, that lower voice.
3: It's like I can't even hear it, really.
2: It's just the way everything should be. I try to block There's it no out, but I can't. Here. I guess I should be thankful Dead that he didn't say, you will only think about what I am saying, reach into your I wouldn't even pocket. be able to You'll do this. I reach into my pocket. It's right there where he says it is. I pull it out. Some picture of a guy with a gray tight face, about 50-something.
3: Pin it on your lab coat. You're Dr. Helmut Vonneker. You work in the records department during the day. You're working late tonight, though.
1: I'm Helmut Vanneker.
2: And I knew I was, even though it wasn't true.
3: Open the door to the hallway and peek outside. Do you see anyone? No. Walk out into the hall. Shut the door behind you and head out to your right. I'm walking. You'll see several doors on either side. Ignore them. You don't want the Megan's closet or the electric room. Excuse me, helmet.
1: Yes. Y- yes.
3: Who is it? Some guy in a loud coat. Don't panic. Find out what he wants.
2: Do you have a key to the maintenance locker? I've got my raincoat from last week and it's uh, it's coming
3: down out there.
1: Sure, no problem. Keys
3: are in your right coat pocket.
1: Yeah. Got them right here.
3: Thanks.
2: I really appreciate it. It's a uh, just the door down.
1: Here? Right. Of course. Sorry, late night.
3: You're usually done at five. Wrap it up and get going.
1: I'm working late. I'm usually done at five.
3: Alright. Well uh He suspects something. Do you know what this means?
1: No. What? I mean no. I'm just really tired. I I mean no, I'm I'm just really tired. Sorry what? I've gotta get back to Sure. Thanks again. Anytime.
3: We don't like mistakes.
1: He's gone. I'm heading to the door now.
3: Mistakes cost lives. Remember that.
1: I said he's gone.
3: You leave me no choice. Don't. Listen carefully. Don't. Go back to the room. Close the door behind you. Make sure he is alone. Break his neck. Replace his body on the slab where you awoke. Return to this door. Make no noise.
2: And that's exactly what I do. I'm as quiet as a church mouse. The voice in my head is not my own. None of the voices in my head are, actually. The one speaking right now is my own thoughts. At least, I think it is. But it's not my voice. It's actually the voice of a guy named Helmut Vanneker. Helmut works in the records department of a hospital. I don't know which one. It doesn't say on my badge. The badge I'm wearing with Helmut's face, my face. You see, I look just like Helmut. That's why they need me. Who are they? I don't rightly know. The other voice in my head is from an implanted radio receiver from another guy named Faustus who tells me i work for a group called the post office i don't remember anything about my life i do only what i'm told to do i'm a helpless puppet faustus doesn't give a damn for him i'm just another tool for the post office i'm just any man
3: well done now into He's the room done. yes focus on the task at hand better to leave unpleasantness behind you.
1: He didn't have to die.
3: Sometimes the greater good means making tough choices.
1: Well don't blame yourself. I
3: don't. That's what I get when they give me untrained couriers.
1: I'm inside. Let's get this over with.
3: There is some benefit to stark reality. It makes you more efficient. There should be a wall bank of filing cabinets on the far side of the room. You're looking alphabetically for Benson Jerome. Take the file.
1: Yes, I see them. What am I supposed to do when I get the file?
3: Leave that to me. Have you located the drawer?
1: Yes. Clayton, Carstairs, Benson, got it.
3: Take the file and shut the drawer. My hand. What is it?
1: It's... it's shaking. My My skin is moving. It's going
2: whiter, almost silvery.
3: I was hoping that wouldn't occur quite yet, but we're okay.
2: What's happening to me?
3: Don't panic. You're just losing cohesion. You can only maintain another form for 24 hours. After that time, your body returns to its natural state.
2: Natural state? I've seen my natural state before. In that holding cell. I look like a mannequin. I don't care what my natural state is. Even being Helmut Vaneker is better than that.
3: We'll need to hurry. This is actually a good thing. We just need to touch someone else with DNA in the hospital, and you can walk out the front door. Walk out? I'll meet you in the hey, main... Hey, who are you? Put your hands up, freak, and put down the file. <coughs> this is Rogers. We have an intruder Listen in Listen carefully. Top pocket is a pen. Throw it and dispose of the guard.
2: In a second, it's over. The pen flies across <gasps> the air and embeds in the guard's eye. He dies quickly. Thank God. My mind is on what Faustus said, though. He says it every time. My brain's in a fog. Mr. Rogers, do you
3: need assistance? Listen carefully. Coat pocket, right-hand side. A box of matches. Open all the file cabinets, and set the files on fire. There's only one sprinkler, take out your coat, and jam up the nozzle. That should buy you some time and cover.
2: Rogers? That's what he says. That's what those guys in the suits in the holding cell said. Listen carefully. That same tonality. Like it's a trigger or something. A prefix before I do exactly what they say. I'm halfway through letting up the records department and jamming up the sprinklers before I can put it together. My body is on automatic. I've gotta think this out. Are you done? Yes.
3: Rogers, we're sending
2: to He can't see me. He said he can't hear things too well either. A sub-vocalizer can't have a lot of range. He's not in my thoughts as much as it feels like he is.
3: Go out the door. Take the staircase to the left. Don't wait. They'll be there in a minute.
2: I follow Faustus' instructions, but the water on my face feels like I'm being baptized. Like I've got a second chance.
3: Over there! Hey, stop! There's no time.
2: I take the stairs in bounds. Faustus is still talking in my head.
3: The main floor is three stories up. Touch someone and you'll take their shape. Their identity. We're right there to pick you up. Don't forget the folder.
2: I'm up two flights. And I don't feel the slightest bit wounded. I still can't breathe. But it's because of what I did to the guard. I know that.
3: There's three of us here. I've got a newspaper in the waiting room. Tell us when you get here.
2: I come out in a hallway. No one there. It's a small artery off the main hall. I can see people walking back and forth beyond, and there's a waiting room of people and doctors just opposite through the door.
3: He'll be here. So where is he? Keep it down. He hasn't said anything in the last few minutes. Just keep your eyes open.
1: What's he saying?
3: Maybe he doesn't want to attract attention by talking to himself.
1: Why don't you order him to show himself? Patience,
3: he'll be here. Where else would he go?
1: I just hate hospitals. He'll be here. Sick people.
3: <laughs> At least you have full coverage with the post office.
1: That's what I'm worried about. Here, give me that headset. We just make him wave his arms or something. People are going out all the time.
3: Maybe you're right. I'll tune him up. Let's get by the doorway where they're leaving. I don't want too much attention.
1: Excuse me? Sorry, ma'am. I just need to get through the doors. Of course. What'd you do that for? Couldn't he be a woman?
3: I don't know. I never thought of that. He couldn't. Could he? Where are you? One
1: second, mister.
0: Excuse me, I'm done my shift.
1: Just a moment, Doc.
0: You'll have to wait with everyone else in reception, I'm afraid.
1: Now, you wait... That's alright.
3: Sorry, Doctor. But No, we can wait. Thank you.
1: What did you do that for?
3: Listen, if it was him, I would have heard him speak on the headset when he was talking to you.
1: Yeah, that's right.
3: Just step in front of all the people going through and talk to them before they go through the doors. I'll take care of our courier from my side.
1: Gotcha. One second, ma'am. Please, could you open the door, young lady? Uh, sure. Can you manage the wheelchair?
2: Oh, him? Don't worry, he's just a little tired from the test. I'll get him home and he'll be bright as rain carefully. after supper.
3: You're to make yourself okay. known to me when you, you come go, into man. the waiting room. Have a good day. You'll see the man with the newspaper and say, Uncle Jim, nice and loud, so we'll know who you are.
1: Pardon me. Nope. No. Now, see here. Not him either. My mistake. Thought you were someone else. Hey, you. Excuse me? Yeah, you. Where do you think you're going? I just need to get through the doors. Nope. Okay, you can go. Damn it, where is he?
3: Where are you? Listen carefully. Answer me now. Where are you? Sorry, sir. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? No, you don't understand. right here. I went to the washroom after my tests. She's gone. She even took the wheelchair. Wheelchair? Hey, where did that old woman go?
1: What? Which one?
3: The old woman. The old woman pushing the man in the wheelchair. She left. Come on. Listen carefully. Where are you? Do you hear me? I said, listen carefully. Listen carefully. I can hear listen you just fine. Listen
2: but thanks carefully. to the old man's morphine, you you your words listen don't have the same carefully. effect. Can you hear me? I found him in the washroom, struggling to take the top off his pills and roll the dice. Sorry, old man. You'll have to wait to get home. My, don't you look tired out. Did the doctor give you a stronger prescription? I'm not going to talk. No. Not until I figure a way it's to get okay. Faustus out of my head. You just rest there, You've got dear. a kind face. We'll be home before you Maybe know Maybe I should it. just sleep here for a bit. Just rest. After all, they could be looking for a long time. Looking for just about any man. Episode 1, Awakenings, written and directed by Jack J. Ward, with sound production by John Kyle, and music by Sharon B. Rough editing by Shannon Hilchey. Sound effects were from the Free Sound Project. Episode 1 starred Corporate Spooks 1 and 2 with Jeremiah McCoy and Jonathan Tyson. The dispatcher was Colleen McIsaac. Ken McAlpine as Doctor No. 1. J.T. Shea as Faustus. Elaine Barrett as the nurse. Rob Patterson as the young man. Paul Mannering as the man. Michael Chwastiak as the old man. Guard number two was Ira Henderson. Chris Farrell was the hospital staff. Wendy Webb as the old woman. Julia Rossborough as thug number one. And David Alt as the mysterious Mr. Philo. Jack Ward is any man. The Consortium Comics Hero Anthology series is an Electric Vicuna production. This has been an Electric Vicuna production.
3: Hi, this is Marcy Bell Lunchpocket, one of the members of the Narada Radio Company. This portion of Popery Theater is brought to you by Arrowhawk Real Trail Mix. Remember, friends, unlike all of those other so-called trail mixes, Arrowhawk, another fine product of irresponsible mills of Oakville, Tennessee, is made up of all those wonderful things actually found on the trail, such as tree bark, pine needles, pebbles, clumps of clay, leaves, bird droppings, and for an added crunch, those dried husks that locusts leave on the trunks of trees. But that's not all, friends. Coming soon from Arrowhawk is a brand new protein mix that includes delicious, chewy, dried earthworms. Mm-mm. So remember, Arrowhawk is not available in stores. Go to our website and order the Arrowhawk Real Trail Mix of your choice today. If you're eating Trail Mix and break your teeth on a rock, chances are you're enjoying
1: Arrowhawk. You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. Have a good day.